Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. Before we get started with today's show, I have another member of the Cryptocurrent family, Steve Miller, who's going to be telling you more ways that you can stay cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. If you want more ways to engage with us outside of the show, come and join us over on Clubhouse the new app on iOS and coming soon to Android. On Clubhouse, we're bringing you brand new content every single week in a very fun and engaging way so that you can have conversations with us live. That's right, live. Talk to us, some great special guests, and you can join Richard and I every single week for a brand new conversation during our show, Let's Talk Crypto at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find me at my handle, at Stephen Miller. That's Stephen with a V, Miller. And Richard, what's your handle? R Carthon, C-A-R-T-H-O-N. And starting next week, you can also find us by joining our group. That's right. Search us at CryptoCurrent on Clubhouse and you'll find our group. Join up because every single week, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, we'll have a brand new session for you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Ariani, the digital passport platform for valuables. Ariani is building perpetual relationships between brands and owners made of trust, respect, and transparency. They provide objects with an authentic, secure, and augmented digital representation. In other words, a digital twin. These non-fungible tokens unlock a new paradigm in the digital value on top of each item. For more information, please go to ariani.org. That's A-R-I-A-N-E-E.org. And now for today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent, your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I got a special guest all the way out in Switzerland working on a very cool project. We got Luke Joday with Ariani. How are you doing today? Very good. Hope you're doing well as well. Yes. Well, excited to learn more about your company and everything that you have going. But of course, before we get into that, I want to learn more about you. Can you give us some background on yourself? So my background, I'm an economics major that actually worked a bit in the corporate as a financial analyst. And then branched out to become an entrepreneur quite quickly because the, the corporate world was not really for me. And I started a first company that was in the renewable energy sector. It was a, a marketplace for renewable energy. So we worked with large corporates, banks in Switzerland, so banks, insurance companies, construction companies, but also some local electricity providers to source electricity from small solar and hydro power producers. Ended up selling this company three years ago, right at the moment where I, a year after I really got into crypto and, and, and actually started working on INE. But I guess that's, that's when I'll, I'll explain how INE works that, that we'll get there. Very interesting background. I definitely understand the corporate world struggles of being like, oh, this, I don't know if this is necessarily my path, and then pivoting into something that is more up your alley. So tell me about your first experience with cryptocurrency and blockchain. Like, how did you first learn about it, hear about it? And then what made you say, like, wow, this is really cool? How do I find a way to get more involved? Yeah, so I think really the first time I heard about cryptocurrency was not when the white paper came out. It was really 2013 with the entire Silk Road part of No Story. Bitcoin kind of came in front and center there. I also had a friend of mine that was extremely into crypto, I mean, blockchain, particularly Bitcoin at uh, really at that moment, who got me into the subject. This being said, Bitcoin really never 
resonated with me. It was really something that I understand, but doesn't really get me excited. I definitely own some Bitcoin, but it's not something that really made me decide to quit what I was doing currently at the time. That really changed when Ethereum was introduced. When Ethereum was introduced in 2015, I started becoming really interested. And as I mentioned, right before I had a renewable energy marketplace company. And at that time, around early 2016, I had calls. Like people would call me and ask, oh, you do energy traceability because energy traceability is a big aspect of actually being able to have a renewable energy marketplace. And people were asking, well, wait, if you do this, you are you using blockchain? I was like, I'm not using blockchain. But after a few <laughs> times, I mean, people ask me that question over and over again, I end up kind of like going down, you know, starting to look into it. Right. For some reason at the time, there was a narrative that energy traceability was a great application for blockchain. After a few months, I realized that actually it's not. Uh, this being said, I, I think that's really where I, I fell into the rabbit hole and went extremely deep and really became enamored with the technology. I went on to actually look for a good application of blockchain. That's when I, I found some of my founders or my co-founders on Ariane, who were working on a first concept of using NFTs for, for digital identity for luxury products. And here for me, that made sense. It clicked. So I, I really started working with them and then quickly I actually had an opportunity to sell my company at the same time. So sold the, the previous company and, and, and co-founded Ariane. Man, that's amazing. And talk about a timely product, right? So NFTs are the buzzword right now. Everyone's trying to get in. Everyone's trying to see what is going on. And I definitely understand the passion around Ethereum. So when I first got into the crypto space, I really resonated with Ethereum as well because it, it made a lot of practical sense to me and the application of how you could build on top of it. And, you know, as I'm like looking at Ariane and, you know, the, as soon as you're on the website, it says something, the leading digital passport platform for all valuables. And I was like, man, that is such an attention grabber. And it sounds like the way that you're doing that is turning these luxury items into NFTs. Can you just talk more about that and, and what the, the business model of Ariane is? Of course. The first thing to know is that while well, NFT are all hot and right now we, we do get a lot of interest for, for what we're doing because of the, the NFT subject is super front and center. We've been here for over three years now. So, and we've gone through the latest <laughs> bear market. So let me tell you that two years ago, NFTs were not as hot as they are today, and it, <laughs> but we, we stuck with it. And now actually, you know, it's nice to actually have uh, some wind at our backs. But so the, the idea here is really to use an NFT as a, as a digital passport for your product. What we're trying to create is really to bring physical objects, valuable objects into the digital world. And so the way we do this is, as we said, uh, with, an, with an NFT. And here there's the first way that it's seen by most of the brands that we work with is it's a digital companion, meaning it's like the, the sidekick of your product. So it enables to, to actually a bunch of different services such as one-click insurance, easy resale. It also enables like a global lost and found, but it also enables some, another aspect that's extremely interesting for the brands we work with, which is the idea of reconnecting with the current owner of a product. A lot of the brands we work with actually do not have a direct connection with a large part of their customers or with the people that own their products because they manufacture products. We don't necessarily sell it directly via retailers. And here, because that digital passport is a peer-to-peer, -peer, freely transferable passport for your product that proves that you own a real object, the current owner always has this passport. However, it's a connection that's completely anonymous because it's uh, you know it's it's, a, it's an NFT like any other NFT, meaning it's in a crypto wallet. So the only thing that you have to uh, to connect is the public address. 
However, this is actually both an interesting thing because you know for sure that you're talking to the current owner of the product, but it's also something interesting for the for, for people in the luxury industry because anonymous clienteling is, is actually something that they're becoming more and more interested in. Managing customer data is becoming more and more of a risk, both, both because there is, a, of course, a demand from, from customers that's growing to not have all their data collected, but right. also because hacks and, and regulations make it more and more complicated, more and more risky, both on, on just on the communication aspect of things. And here, you know, Ledger uh, got a, a massive hack that while it didn't actually impact their, their core product, it did have a big problem with their customer base and their image. So a lot of brands are, are actually starting to not even want to collect data anymore. And that, that makes Kowalski got a lot of sense because of that risk factor. And also because it, it creates it, but they, they still want to communicate with their customers and their product owners. And so here, the idea is to create a new way to communicate that doesn't actually relay or lie on personal data, but really on just the fact that you are the owner of a product. Right. So that's cool that you can go and basically follow where your product ultimately ends up. Kind of just walk me through the process. Let's say I own a physical product and I want to use Ariani to get this out to my potential end buyer. Walk me through the process of how I would get set up and then of how everything else will work, even from when my product is eventually bought on the platform and so forth. For a brand to work with the Ariani protocol, the Ariani protocol is completely open source. So you can actually create tomorrow, go on. We actually have a JavaScript library that enables you to freely create your certificates on the chain. We have a small fee. We actually subsidize the gas fees because we're on the side chain of Ethereum or a big part of the protocol and, and a bit on the main net as well uh, to keep that connection with it. But we subsidize the gas fees and you have to pay about 10 cents, about 10 cents of a, of a dollar, but in our token called the, the ARIA20 in order to create that certificate. So what you need is a, is a hosted JSON and all the, the images that you want to link, uh, link with. And then the minting process really literally takes 20 seconds and there's wow. you know 20 lines of codes. Um, so that's fairly easy. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's one aspect that actually relies more on our governance uh, with, the, with the nonprofit that manages the, the consortium of brands that we work with. Here, it's what we call the formal verification or like the, the brand ID of the brand that creates the, the product. And this actually is you have a staking mechanism, but mainly it's, it's a KYB uh, process. And here, the big thing that we're, we're solving with this, even though it's, it's, it introduces a bit of centralization today, is, is to be able to say this certificate actually was created by this brand. So today we work with uh, you know, Brightling, for instance. We validated their brand as their, you know, the entire KYB on to, very, to make sure that the people we were talking with and using the protocol were actually Brightling. And this way, you know that when you're creating an, when you're buying a, a Brightling with an RNA certificate that says Brightling on it, it has been verified by the association, the, the nonprofit the measures of governance. Tomorrow, we're actually really looking into how we can completely centralize this process. But to me, that's still kind of like the aspect in, the, in governance that requires a bit of manual process and if there's a manual process, it means uh, you, you, need, you need some, some humans to, to intervene. For sure. And, you know, to, to validate the, the brand, the, the KYB, know, know your brand, I think that's very important. That way, you know, you're not getting messed over because unfortunately, in some of these scenarios, you can have these NFTs that are being made by either these new brands or these brands that are claiming to be someone that they're not, which can cause plenty of problems as you get into some of these different marketplaces where you think you're buying it from a established artist and it just turns out someone else just got up there and, and spun up something quickly. So I think that's an important aspect of it as well. 
I've created a few people NFTs, you know. Right. <laughs> Fortunately, didn't sell them for as much. <laughs> <laughs> right. And no, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> no, for sure. And you know, one of the things that's I think really unique about Ariani is, as well is you are kind of positioned in a place to continue to be a leader in this NFT space as more established brands try to come into this space. So kind of, he walked me through a little bit of the roadmap of like, you know, where you presently are in a, a use case of some of a brand that's come on and that's seen success and where you think some future brands would be able to come on and, and what that would look like for them. We have um, 25 members in the consortium to date and uh, we're adding some more almost every week. And some of the most notable are, are the, the Breitling, Audemars Piguet, Vachon Constantin, Vachon Constantin and Breitling and also the brand Bash have uh, already launched on first collections. And that started last year. The, the, the protocol itself is live since the end of 2019. And the first brand that started uh, launching pilot projects on last year. And uh, since January 1st, Breitling is the first uh, brand to have launched on their t- entire collection. So meaning if you go to a, a store and want to buy a Breitling uh, watch, you will get an irony certificate. Uh, since uh, uh, January 1st. So the process for them was they started with a pilot project on a small collection. Like Breitling did that on the the top time, which was like a re-edition of a a James Bond, a limited edition of a James Bond vintage watch. And when that worked well, they they, they moved on uh, later on to the the full collection. The first thing we do with with the certificate is we replace the certificate of authenticity, which is a little piece of paper that you get into your, your box when you buy your, your watch. Now there's a QR code that you scan to claim the, the digital passport, the digital certificate of authenticity, and you can get, you can discard the, the paper. It's also a proof of ownership. So technically it can replace the receipt. And it's also the place where you can record all the different information about your watch, meaning when you serviced it, who owned it in the past, but also you can imagine having stamps for an event, a special event that you've been to, you can say like, oh, this watch went to, uh, I don't know, the, the 24 Heures du Mans or, or to, uh, <laughs> to Roland Garros to stay in there <laughs> right. here in France and have like, bring history, like actually record history of the product. Yeah. It gives also a bunch of information on how the, the product was produced, of course. And then when you talk about integrations with other service, uh, one of the things that Brightling did actually was integrate their e-warranty system. So now when you claim a certificate, it launched automatically the e-warranty it's like a, don't quote me on that, I think it's a five-year warranty or three-year warranty that is launched automatically. And then when you need to actually contact the uh, the customer service, you can do it via the certificate. And the certificate today is in a is in an app that we developed. But this certificate, of course, is, is crypto. So it could be in any crypto wallet that anybody would produce. And here in the app, you uh, you just click on your certificate and say, contact Brightling. And then you, get a, you can start chatting once again without having ever given any of your personal information. Yeah. Wow. That is super cool. I mean, I definitely, and I'm sure for a lot of people listening, you know, just seeing how impressive that is. I remember one of the first like watches I've ever bought was like back when I was in college or university and it was a Swiss franc and I was very proud of this watch. And one day I know that I had like a three-year warranty and I, I think I broke it year two, but I didn't go through the process of like going to get it fixed. And it would have been cool Again, I love that watch. I used to wear it all the time to be able to like track it and be able to show like the full history. 
so that in the future, whether I gave it to a future kid or I gave it to someone else or I wanted to sell it, I could show its true value because it was truly being marked that entire time. Like that is super cool. Or the fact that like if someone had a piece of jewelry or, or a piece of clothing or whatever it is, and they wanted to go and sell it, they could really go and point to the history of like all the things that have happened. And like, man, that is, that is really unique and powerful, man. That's, that's really cool. We think so as well. And really that's, that's one of the, the great value proposition here. The, the second one is, is really that aspect of being able to get a, an instant feedback from a brand without having to prove that you actually own, you know, the true object. Because a lot of time, you know, to get access to, uh, to the repair and to, to, to talk with a, with a customer agent for those, you know, high uh, value products, the brand is actually going to ask you know, like a, a proof that you actually own uh, one of their products. Actually, one of the brands that we talked with uh, told us that they, they launched one a couple of years ago, a VIP program where the only thing you had to do was to, to register, which is to go on there, enter manually the model that you actually own. And then you would enter into the, the model of their product that you actually own. And then you would enter into their VIP program, which you had like special deals and special relationships, except their issue was that they had more people sign up than watches that had been sold. So meaning like mm. people who, were, who did not have the, the, the product could actually, uh, had actually joined the VIP uh, program, which I mean, can be a good marketing strategy, but for those really, you know, for the valuables or high-end kind of like exclusive products, the, the idea is that you really want to target the people that actually own your product because your, your VIP program is the lost leader. So you're trying to create a special experience for the people that actually are your, your true customers. And having that validation, being able to sift through the, the people that always try to find a way in would be very unique. I mean, I even see this being a protocol that could be applied to like sneakerheads, right? These, these exclusive shoes that drop and you always want to know like, okay, well, are these actual, for example, Yeezys versus Feezys and like even Jordans and everything else like that. And even seeing like where things established and like truly being able to look at were these original ones that dropped in like the 1980s and then like who all owned them and XYZ. Like, I mean, that is super cool that all of this like type of products are starting to be blocked or put on Ariane and, and blockchain. And there's a lot of use case for this. So, you know, great job for getting in this, staying through the, the bear market because I know how tough that was, but sticking with it and just seeing where this is going. I mean, there's, I think there's a fun decade in front of us and I think y'all are positioned to, to do really well because I mean, there's so many use cases for what y'all are doing. And absolutely, when you talk about sneakerhead, absolutely. Of course, we started with uh, with watches because that's kind of where there was a, a first uh, product market fit. But the new luxury is streetwear and sneakers is the the Rolex, you know, a pair of Yeezys, the, the Rolex watch of the new generation. Body started working with actually one sneaker company called Satoshi Studio, who uh, who is actually really uh, in the crypto environment. And we are actually preparing another launch with another kind of high beast uh, sort of a sneaker head, which I, I can't talk about right now, but stay tuned. We have more things coming on the sneakers and definitely you're, I mean, you put your finger on it. It's a, uh, yeah. it, it's a promising market. Man, that's super exciting. And definitely looking forward to watching this as this elevates and, and definitely see how valuable this is. But to shift gears just a little bit, there's a lot going on in the entire crypto blockchain market right now. As we head into this next decade, I mean, from 2010 to 2020, there's a lot of growth in the field, but I think we're starting to see a turn of page and starting to see like even higher velocity of growth and innovation and opportunity in this landscape. What are some things that are happening right now that has your attention that you're continuing to follow? 
Well, for us on the technical side, the big question is layer two. It's like, how do you actually get to be able to do all the cool things that are being done right now on Ethereum? But for, and I'm talking about the, for this decentralization, the fact that it's a decentralized protocol, but also all the composability, meaning like the kind of Lego that exists on Ethereum, meaning I can, uh, you know, put some collateral on Aave, take my tokens and put them on Curve and then get it to get the yield maximized by urine. Like all those are different projects that are, are composable together. What I'm really interested in is, is to see how we can actually do this. But today, because of the, the fees on Ethereum, it's close to impossible to do it for things that are not, you know, pure financial assets. So layer two is something that we're looking into uh, a lot. We, we've deployed on a layer two, but now we're, we're really considering like deploying on, on several layer twos because there's still not a clear winner for me. But mm-hmm. so one that we're really, I think the two that we're most interested in today are Matic. I think that they're really ahead and already a lot of the things that we want to do are doable on Matic. I mean, now Polygon, Polygon, not Polygon. yeah. Yep. XDAI is something we're really interested in, which was actually a, was started by, by the same people who started the, the POA network, the, the section that we're using at the moment. So XDAI really interested. And then there are plenty of others that we're looking into as well, but still in the EVM compatible. We are a, a partner of Luxo Network. Fabian Fokersteller is an advisor on the project and quite interested in what he's doing. The, the protocol is still not live, so it's still a bit difficult for me to, to, to say anything, but I mean, great team behind that. And then there are plenty of things that are being put forward. I'm interested in what Near is promising. So plenty of things you look at, but to me, it's really the, the layer two is a big, big subject. And Matic for me is, is really, uh, really interesting. I like what they did with the QuickSwap team, you know, the, that fork of Uniswap is um, really interesting what they're doing there. So, mm-hmm. so I think that the first one we're exploring was probably going to be Matic, but the other ones are, you know, they all have uh, a lot of arguments for themselves. They do. And, you know, you bring up a really good point. And I like to tell people, and especially our listeners, if you hear something enough times, repetitively pay attention. So you, in probably the last like five or 10 interviews I've done, have brought up layer two. Layer two has been brought up almost every time, right? And so it is very important to see how that's going to shake out. I think it's going to be, we're in this like crucial point. I think a lot of people say within like the next six to 12 months of how this is going to work out and whoever can really, I don't want to say conquer, but solve this potential issue, but can really build something that's going to last, like can soar. And there's just so much potential in this space. And, and like you said, I think well, Polygon is a, a good mover in there. And I think there's some other ones to be looking out for as well. Recently had someone show up with Numio, be looking out for them as well. But but yeah, man, I th- thank you so much for, for putting that on everyone's horizon and, and sharing that with us. A fun question I'd like to start asking the speakers who come on the show is if with all the knowledge that you have today, if you could pour all that knowledge and give yourself some first steps back when you first got started, what would you tell yourself? Today's podcast is brought to you by Tantra Labs, where you can earn 12% in Bitcoin and Ethereum yearly. Tantra Labs is a team of researchers, engineers, and data scientists, economists, and optimists whose primary focus is in Bitcoin, which they believe will usher in a more prosperous future built on sound money. They offer real-time loan tracking, fast automated onboarding, 100% payment history, and multi-sig storage. And again, you will get 12% APY on the crypto that you loan. Tantra Labs is taking on international clients as well as clients in the U.S. except for the state of New York. For more information, please go to tantralabs.io. Again, that's tantralabs.io. Cryptocurrent is proud to announce a media partnership with Miami Crypto Expo. 
It is on April 21st, 23rd at the Intercontinental Downtown in Miami. This is an in-person event where there will be multiple types of activities from an NFT gallery to multiple workshops where you can go and learn hands-on information as well as keynote speakers. And it wouldn't be Miami without having a few parties as well. For more information, please go to expcrypto.io. Again, that's expcrypto.io. And make sure when you get your ticket to type the word cryptocurrent for a nice discount. Oh boy, there are a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> the most important thing is it's going to take time. But basically, that that's really the thing that sometimes you kind of forget. I mean, we always had kind of a long-term you know, vision on it. But especially when we started late 2017, the, the entire kind of ICO craze took off. We ended up doing an ICO as well. But at the beginning of the bear markets, like the, the second half of 2018, which we managed to actually raise enough funds to, to do this project. But there were so many times where, you know, it really felt like, oh, wow, this is going to be just like an overnight success and, and it's going to be done. And, you know, in three months, we'll be, we'll be everywhere. And then, you know, you realize that things should take time to become concrete and to build where we are at now three years later. And in a way, I think that's, uh, you know, I have an advice to kind of give myself, but also people, like myself three years ago and myself today and people today is that I feel like we're kind of in the same moment right now, meaning there are a lot of really cool things that are going on. It's showing the future and it's it's going to continue, I think, or a good deal of 2021. So it, it's exciting. Just everybody should, should realize that it, it's going to keep, it, it's going to take time to actually, you know, build something selling and get it all done. And just don't become desperate when at the end of the year, you know, the craze is, has died down a little bit, let's say, and that you have to put your head back down and go work at it again. It's a long process, but honestly, it's a rewarding and enjoyable process. I mean, I think that is a great piece of advice. This thing takes time. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I think a lot of people think that or take for granted that like, oh, just like you said, it's going to be overnight success. Like everything's running high, but like you got to be able to ride the waves of the highs and lows of entrepreneurship and success and building a company and, and what it takes. And it's all, I mean, ultimately, I believe it's all going to be worth it. But like the ones who are building to last, the ones that are building for the future are going to be the ones that make it and ultimately soar. So I definitely agree with that sentiment and I definitely appreciate that. And I think that's a great reminder for all of our listeners here today. But Luke, you've dropped a ton of great knowledge on us. You shared a lot of great things that's going on with Ariani and where that's headed. But what is a final thought that you want to leave with everyone listening here today? Get ready to weather the storm, but I mean, enjoy also the moment. I mean, right now there are so many cool things going on around the NFT space that it's, I mean, it's the fun moment. So, I mean, enjoy it. Remember that there's also a lot of hard work for the, for the coming years, but definitely enjoy and have, have fun also with it. And just in general, when it comes to, to Ariane, we're really starting to, to we worked a, a really hard to get a bunch of top brands to join the project. And now we're, we're trying to actually get more uh, individual creators and really uh, fans of fashion and luxury and get involved. So uh, we were really looking for people to, to come and participate, give us ideas. We're really open to any suggestions or things we should build. So we're on Discord, we're on Telegram. If you just go on our website, rne.org, you'll find all the links. And I'm really looking forward to have some of uh, your listeners come in and join us and you know, help us build this thing because there are a lot of things to be built by us and also by the community. Once again, it's an open protocol. So anybody can actually build on top of what we're, on top of the certificates we're building. And there are, there are a lot of things, cool things to do. So definitely get in touch. Our door is wide open. Awesome. 
definitely appreciate that. And everyone listening, make sure you definitely go check this out. For everyone that wants to do that, what are some ways that people can connect with you and also learn more about Ariani? Telegram and Discord are, are really the, the places where you can have a conversation with us. Otherwise, I mean, Twitter, Ariani Project uh, is the handle. My handle is Luke Jodet. They're happy to discuss there as well. And to learn more about the, the project itself, go on ariani.org. You have all the technical documentation, all the, the details about the governance and the brands are involved in the project and some use cases. So I think if you start there, that should get you uh, most of the information. Otherwise, once again, reach out. We're really happy to talk to all of you guys. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for dropping all that great information. Everyone listening, make sure you go check that out. And of course, for everyone listening, stay Cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from PJ Nick. Always great and helpful content. Definitely useful for helping anyone that wants or needs to understand more about the cryptocurrency that's out there. Highly recommend a listen. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to deritterproductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent.